America Meditating Radio Show. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. Hi, everyone. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. We bridge divides, we seek deeper meaning, and we answer life's most compelling questions from experts around the world. Because in a world of uncertainty and division within and out, we will need answers right here, right now. Join me and guests on America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. Get off the grid and step inside your heart. Sister Jenna guides you through a powerful, encouraging, and motivating meditation that allows you to let go and become aware of you, regain strength, power, and peace. The Azar Foundation for Children of the World is an organization aimed to support women and children in need across the globe. We believe in empowering lives, strengthening minds, and providing programs that enrich health and education. The Azar Foundation was founded in 2003 and has been serving the world ever since. Visit us at our website at www.azarforchildren.org. That's www.azar4children.org to find out more information about our endeavors and join our mailing list. Remember, the smile and the cry of a child doesn't have any language. The Azar Foundation. Hello, everyone. This is Sister Jenna from the America Meditating Radio, and I'm excited to introduce to you Meditate the Vote. It's going to be a national campaign, and what we're asking for all of you to join us with is to raise the bar of conversation. Try to see in what way we can change our interpretation about who we are, what we are, and perhaps the direction in which we want this country to go in. Regardless of whoever becomes the next president in 2017, we are still responsible for the way that we want to move our lives. So could you join me and an alliance of friends around the country to meditate the vote? Go to americameditating.org, press on Events, Meditate the Vote, and you'll be able to get a whole bunch of information. So join us, because I, Sister Jenna, meditate the vote.
Hello, everyone. Instead of reaching out for your iPhone, reach out and just say hello to the person next to you, a classic by Diana Ross. Reach out and touch someone's hands. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and in the studio with me is our lovely Gita mother, Sister Gita as well. Well, what can I tell you? The temperament is increasing. Listen to what's going on, everyone. As you know, I was at the White House last week, and we had the screening of Roots remake with LeVar Burton and Malachi Kirby and Anika Rose and many, many more. Uh, Forrest Whitaker or some of the actors in it, okay? That's coming out on Memorial Day on the 30th, and that's the remake of Roots to remind us of the rise of the culture of Africa America. But more than anything else, it's the rise of how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be evolving. And yesterday at the Meditation Museum, I had this incredible priest who was in town from a Central American country. And in the conversation on forgiveness, he shared with us that it's time for us to evolve, right? And his definition of evolving is to be forgiving, to have a heart of compassion. And I thought to myself, as simple as that sounds... It is inviting us to be an evolved culture where we accept everyone as they are. And we're aware that if someone could have changed their attitude, behavior, or choice in the past, they would. And that if we're moving backwards and building walls or distinguishing that I'm better than you by the color of my skin or the language that I speak or the country that I'm from, well, backward thinking, and that's not reaching out to touch someone's hands to really get to a place of um, joy and power. Stay tuned. We're going to have the incredible Nikki Giovanni, that's Sister Gita's dancing partner. They were at Mule Bone just getting down for the WPFW fundraiser, which are our friends in D.C. And, of course, Andy Shalal, who's an incredible man doing just the kind of work that individuals that have that position in life must do or should do. So kudos to Andy, definitely, for all the work that he's doing. Before I get Nikki on the the air, I'd like to take us into what we do best here, and that is to take you into your own inner reflection, into a place of contemplation. Breathe in deeply, and let's let go. Om Shanti. The time that we choose to be aware doesn't necessarily require me to just sit and meditate. But even while I walk and move around, I can be in a meditative awareness, which is awareness of the soul, the original, eternal, imperishable being of light. For a little while, I'd like to invite you to be present, to be here, and to be now. Allow your mind to settle in the moment, to relax. This meditation is about awareness, it's about becoming aware of your original and eternal self about connecting to your truth. Let go of your name. 
observe yourself feeling nameless. Let go of your gender to discontinue thinking you're a man or a woman. Let it go and observe how you would feel walking around without a gender. Let go of the role that you play and let go of the titles that you own. Observe how you're feeling as you are gradually letting go. Let go of your religion and put it aside just for now. And let go of your nationality and even the language that you're accustomed to. Imagine you have no name, gender, role, title, religion, nationality, or even a language. Ask yourself. How do you feel at this moment? And in this feeling, who would think of you and who would you think of? Supreme Soul would think of you, and you, the liberated soul, would think of the Supreme. In this state of absolute freedom, I am truly who I am. A free Peaceful, pure, immortal, and eternal soul. Allow yourself to just be absorbed in this awareness. that you're familiar with and let's move things forward the whole aspect of being internally reflected or just coming from a reflective level of thinking is to amplify our capacity 
to be able to offer more. Hold the line. We're about to get Nikki Giovanni on to have a heart-to-heart conversation. And before we get Nikki on, we would like to have our beautiful Sister Gita to share us something inspirational. Hello and Om Shanti, which is a greeting of peace. Hi, Nikki. Oh, how we zend that night dancing. It's good to do zen dancing. That is dancing from the inside out. There's no style to Zen dancing. You just express from the inside out. From the gift of peace, I am reading a point on values. Our society encourages distraction and evasion as a means to experience happiness. But actually, this takes you far away from yourself and just postpones dissatisfaction. The true solution is to concentrate on what nourishes the spirit and gives you life. Purity of thought and words and deeds, peace, love, internal bliss, and truth. To love simple things is humility. It means to respect all that life presents to you. It means to appreciate and value everything appropriately. It means to remain focused on your inner peace and not to lose your sense of personal well-being. This is quite important, not to lose your sense of well-being. To make good use of what you have and to let go of what you do not use is to love simplicity and live a life of simplicity. Simplicity is to find beauty in the natural things in your life and not to be impressed by show. What a contemplative day I'm going to have with these thoughts. Wonderful thoughts from the book, The Gift of Peace. Thank you. As usual, you do it, Sister Gita. That was amazing. Well, I don't know where to begin, but um, we are just so excited to have Nikki Giovanni on the air. Nikki's bio resume life, it's huge, and I don't even think this is going to give it justice, but um, an award-winning poet, celebrated author, activist, educator, one of the world's most well-known African-American poets. Her work covers topics ranging from race and social issues to children's literature. Nikki has received numerous awards and accolades for her work, including multiple NAACP Image Awards, the Langston Hughes Award for Distinguished Contributions to Arts and Letters, and the Rosa Parks Woman of Courage, and over 20 honorary degrees from colleges and universities from around the country. She's reached a major area of prominence in the late 60s as one of the foremost authors of the Black Arts Movement. She has taught at a number of prestigious institutions and is a university distinguished professor of English at Virginia Tech. Today we're honored to welcome renowned poet and amazing dancer, Nikki Giovanni. Welcome. (laughs) Good morning. How are you? (laughs) We're fantastic. I hope you got the videos that we sent with you and Sister Gita just jamming at Mewbone. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't do um, email and stuff, but uh, I have, uh, I'm have. i fortunate to have people who do. I did get it. It was funny, wasn't it? it <laughs> when was I saw her dance, beautiful. I just could not resist it. <laughs> it was beautiful. And you know, the thing about her, she's recovering from cancer and all of that. Oh. And so just her spirit of just being out there, I think it's just yeah. what we were all feeling. It's just her spirit was dancing, you know, and you caught that spirit. 
<laughs> oh my, yes, I, I I didn't know that about the cancer, but I was really she just seemed to be so joyful. I thought I want to join that. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I get that. She does it a lot with us. Well, thank you for joining us on the air. And I just don't know where to begin. I think that sometimes I think even when you do your life review. Maybe you've just lived your life as your calling. Like you feel when you do your life review, this was what I was supposed to do. Would you agree? You have to listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've been listening to your program for a while, and I think what's so nice about what you all do is you remind people that when you meditate, when you listen to yourself, it's, it's your best self that comes out. And I think mm-hmm. that's true. I think you have mm-hmm. to take a chance on yourself, as it were. I like that. Take a chance on yourself. So has mm-hmm. that been the source of your inspiration for your writings and poetry? I've just tried to, yes, it, it has been. I've just tried to tell the truth as I understand it. And that means mm-hmm. that you're going to change. You know, what you know now, 20 years from now, it's going to be different. And so you're going to have right. to be willing to say, not necessarily that I was wrong, but that I've learned something else. Mm-hmm. I've been able to add to this information. And I think that's incredibly important. Because a lot of people, mm-hmm. and, and you know it too, a lot of people uh, start to do something and they stay there. They mm-hmm. never they never want to change. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. that's, that's sad because it makes them crazy. They don't, they, enjoy, they don't enjoy their lives and they never, they never make a difference in their lives. Now, coming from your perspective of life, and this is not to say that you're in your antiquity. I mean, you're aging beautifully. I am. I'm an old woman. And they, so, uh, of course, I have friends who teach me because I'm always <laughs> laughing. I say, in any given room, I'm probably the oldest person. And people say, no, no, I'm 70. I say, well, I'm 72. But I think growing old is a good idea. I, I recommend it. I think it's yeah. normal. And yeah. because we live in, in, the, in the world that we live in, everybody wants to be thin and everybody wants to be young. And I'm not so sure that these are desirable. You have to be thin because that's the way you come. You come as, as a, a, a pound or two pounds. You know, you come very small because if you came much larger, your mother couldn't handle it. And you Look. continue to grow. And as you grow, you learn things. And as you grow, you also grow older. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of recognizing that age is a good thing. Oh, that's a very good thing to hear, and I believe in women of the days of the Renaissance. I think that size, you know, the Renaissance woman is the real woman of the 21st century. I'm just not into that twiggy look. I don't think it's really healthy, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it probably really is. It's just not healthy. All right, so let's just take a look at, recently I was at the White House for the Screening of Fruits oh, remake. How was that? It's a mini- was it was, in, it, I can't. I have no words for it. I did write a piece in HuffPost about roots returning us to the seed because I felt that there were two voices, voice of we don't need to see that anymore, and then there Mm -hmm. was another voice about how important it was for us to see that so that we could recognize where we've come from and how much we've risen. You know, we've risen. Mm -hmm. So 40 years later, let's say 50 years later from now, Mm -hmm. what has changed in your perception? There are two parts of the question. Fifty years later, what has changed in you in terms of the way you view this country? And what have you seen the country in terms of how has it changed? Well, I think uh, the most important thing that we as black Americans um, have to recognize, and I'm a black American, is that we have changed the country. I am, Mm -hmm. uh, as I say, I'm 72 years old, so I am of the generation of segregation. I grew up with with, uh, signs saying white only or black only. You know, I grew up. Actually, I grew up with, uh, you have to remember Mrs. Parks, uh, which was wonderful, that uh, a white guy gets on a bus and the the bus driver says to Mrs. Uh, Parks, you know, you have to move. And she said, no, that's my generation. So I think we're good people. I think we're doing a, uh, 
a good job, and I think it's changed um, it's changed America. We now have a president who has his um, faults, I'm sure, but at least he is of color. What I would like to see, though, to be very clear, is Gone with the Wind. If they're going to remake something, I think they ought to remake <laughs> Gone with the Wind. Because we have mm-hmm. glory, and so if you look at it and say, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't see black guys fight," we have glory. Morgan Freeman, it's a one glory, it's a wonderful, a wonderful movie, and they ought to re-release it. But we need to reshow Gone with the Wind because when 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 Scarlett O'Hara is sitting there hungry and pulling up those carrots, which is a lie, it was her slaves that brought her yams oh, that mm-hmm. were kind enough, despite all that that Scarlett and her people did. They went up to her, and I'm sure they said it. You know, like, Miss Scarlett, here's some yams. This is for you to eat. Because if they hadn't done that, those those white people would have starved to death. And I think, you know, if we're going to redo something, let's, let's redo the lie. Wow. Powerful. Whoa. You know, that's why we love you. What would you Thanks. like to impart on this generation? Because you just said in the opening conversation, I don't really play a lot on technology, emails and these things, but you do have people who do it. Mm -hmm. So we have a generation, Nikki, of folks who live looking down on a piece of gadget in their hands. They no longer look up. What would you like to educate this generation in terms of preparing them to be sustainers for the future? I mean, what would you tell them? Well, I'm a real big fan of space. And I've had and, and just been very fortunate that Dr. Bolden, who is the head of NASA, has been down here to Virginia Tech to talk to our students because we, Dr. Bolden and I are friends. Mm-hmm. Black kids, and I say at every place that I go, have got to become involved in space because we are the people who, when we were stolen from Africa and brought to the United States, had to make the adjustment to life someplace else, to food someplace else to a language someplace else. And we did that, and we did it with good thought. We didn't, uh, we, we, no, nobody wants to be a slave, so don't misunderstand me. But we found a way to adjust, and we adjusted with song, we adjusted with dance, we adjusted with learning how to plan food, we adjusted with learning how to love each other, to let go of that which used to be and find something new. We found a God that we could trust. I'm not arguing Christianity, I'm not trying to argue. I'm just saying, if you look at the history of black people, we did. It's going to be black Americans, whether it's Mars or whether it's Jupiter or whether it's mm. someplace we don't even know yet, who are going to be mm. able to spend a couple of years going into space. And whatever life form we find, it will be, and I, I think really, a black American woman who will have the ability and the strength to embrace that which is new and different. She won't want to shoot it. I mean, if you send a bunch of white guys there, they're going to shoot it and kill it, or you know, or try to dominate it. I'm not against guys either. Just it would be <laughs> wonderful to send a couple of black women into space and wow. find out how they re- respond to the life form they find. I just think, oh, oh, would have... can you imagine? Can you oh, imagine wow. black women even on Mars? Saw... They, they won't I be like haven't... that. Food. That is it. That's a movie win in itself, Nikki. Black women on Mars. O M B. That's a can you imagine? I mean, it would be so wonderful because we're it so be wonderful. Amazing. And we would yeah. learn the language. We would learn to cook. We would teach them to cook as we do. We would be yeah. good people. Yeah, and and that. that, that's what we have to remind our youngsters. And as I said, I'm not, I, don't, I don't do video and stuff because if I do that, I'll be like the kids. I'll be looking down. And, and instead of talking to the people around me, I'll be talking to somebody who's not there. And I'm not against it. I'm just saying, as we go forward, what you want to see – these eighth graders, it's one reason I volunteer a lot to do high school and junior high. You want to see these eighth graders starting to think, well, what am I going to do in space? And space isn't just science. Space isn't just, right. oh, I have to learn you know, physics, though physics is important. Don't misunderstand that. But we also have to send people who will imagine what it's like to live with someone else, what it's like to imagine another life. 
And black people do that so well. I, I just don't even see how, how we have failed to understand that that's probably our major, major strength on earth, is that we can embrace other things, other people, other living forms. I think that's so wonderful of us. Outstanding, and I will definitely second that as well. Beginning May 1st up until November 8th, I started an initiative called Meditate the Vote for the sole purpose that I don't think that we should go along as business as usual. We are being triggered a particular conversation or a particular scenario where divisiveness, fear-mongering, negative, negative ignorant comments are being made in this political arena, the one that we, we can't believe we're actually witnessing this, right? If you were to sit with these presidential candidates that we've got at this time, what would you advise them to do? Because I'd be curious to hear what your observation is of this political climate. And, um, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's, Donald it's Trump so is, uh, is, is unacceptable. <laughs> so I think every black person, I, I live here in Virginia, and our governor, yeah. thank God, has just uh, signed a bill that our prisoners, you know, black guys are put in prison for no particular mm-hmm. reason that our prisoners, our 209,000, if I'm not mistaken, prisoners are now eligible to vote. And I'm really glad because I don't oh, think, wow. I, I think that they will not vote for Donald Trump. And I hope, I'm a Democrat, but I hope that, that uh, Hillary gets to vote because Hillary has a, a history with, with black people. And you could say, right. well, it's not, you know, nothing's perfect. Well, nothing is. But we do right. in Arkansas have a history. And, you know, this is where we were talking about Daisy Bate. We do have a history of people trying to do something better. So I'm really hoping that uh, we get registered and we vote uh, We vote for Hillary. Because the idea of Donald Trump, you know, it makes you throw up. It's an, an incredibly insane because uh, he's a wild card. You don't know what's going to happen. And, well, you do know what's going to happen because he's built a, a, a career on meanness. No, here's my challenging question. God yeah. summons you and says, Nikki, I want you to go talk to this child. He's having some issues. What would you tell Donald Trump? <laughs> I would tell question. Donald Trump that the, the main thing I think he should do is, um, one, give back the money that he's stolen. Because, you know, mm. he's, he's the one talking about, and it's so, I, sometimes you don't believe white people, and, and I, I have, I'm very close to several white people. It's not that. But when you look at them being upset, about somebody taking their jobs, and then they're saying, we're for Donald Trump. Where, where did all those Trump buildings come from? Who works yeah. for Donald Trump? <laughs> all of those people that he's telling them they should hate. But I, yeah. I can't tell Donald Trump anything, because uh, if I were asking yeah, but God, God to do something... you, you see? <laughs> no, if I were summoning... Let me, let me do it the other way. I'm, I'm a black woman. If I were summoning God, I'd say, you can take him. <laughs> he's ready for you. You are you just take so him naughty. <laughs> well, there's nothing I can do about him, but but you you can have him and and you know have some good wine and he'll sit up in heaven and watch things. I I'm not going to fool myself that that there's something to be said for somebody like Donald. What would I have told Hitler? What would I have told Mussolini? What would I have told the governor of what is that boy's name of Alabama when he's standing there in the door? Segregation forever. Well, no, it wasn't. No, we have to get rid of that. So I don't I don't want to talk to those people. I want God to talk to him. I I want to go ahead and do what I'm supposed to do. Beautiful. It might be even God's work, really. As we look at your life, and you said you were growing beautifully, and you you celebrate growing older at 72, what's the next big thing for Nikki Giovanni? Well, I'm working on a, a book, and the book is called A Good Cry. And I realized my mother and my sister and my aunt and my dog, which is very sad, all died uh, within a couple of months of each other. So you don't have time when things like that happen to mourn. You just have to get things done. And I've never been a good crier anyway. 
and I realized I finally got sick and was in the hospital. And my doctor says it's because I have high blood pressure. And I said, he's a really nice guy, by the way. But I'm saying to him, his name is Marufo. And I said, Marufo, I don't have high blood pressure. I think I need a good cry to let the pressure out. I don't think oh, that wow. a, a blood pressure pill is what's going on. And he said, no, I don't think so. And I said, well, you're one kind of doctor and I'm another. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with mine for, for right now. So he and I are having this uh, discussion. I think that it's a syndrome. And I've been laughing with, with my doctor because I said to him, uh, I, I think that ultimately what's going to come out is going to be something like the Nikki syndrome. And we're going to start telling women, you have oh, to learn wow. to cry. You have to take the time. Because when things happen, when horrible things happen, your kid gets shot. Here in Roanoke, we just had an 11-year-old to be shot to death by a 10-year-old. And it was an accident. He had a gun and he was playing with a 10-year-old. He shot and he killed her. That woman is going to have to find a way to let that feeling out. You know, it's, it's going to take a time, but can you imagine your 11-year-old is killed by a 10-year-old? So yeah, that, that, it's just so horrible. And I think the book that I'm working on, and I, as I'm not that kind of a doctor, don't misunderstand. I'm, I'm just, I, I just do, do <laughs> mental things. But I think it's so important that women learn to cry because the women that I know didn't. And somebody right. said, oh, women cry all the time. I said, only in movies. The women that I yeah. know, my grandmother, my mom, my aunts, they didn't cry. They did yeah. what had to be done. And the next thing that had to be done, they got it done. next thing that had to be done. And they didn't take the time to sit down and say, I'm in pain. I'm sorry. This hurts. And I think that uh, I think we need to think about what, again, now in an age of desegregation, because in the old days you had to be so protective. But now that we're at another stage, I think that women my age, women younger than I am actually, need to learn to release their tears. And our mm. friends, because all you have to do, if you cried on the TV, on your radio show right now, people would call in and say, oh, don't cry. And, and <laughs> well, they would think that it, was, that it was comforting. What well, is not mm -hmm. comforting, but what, what you want is somebody to come and put their, their arms around you and say, it's okay, baby, cry. Yeah. It's all right to let, to release that. I don't Can know I? if I'm making sense to you, but... No, no, no. It, it, Can I tell important. you that I think I think the Nikki syndrome is going to be big because I recalled, especially perhaps in the last 10 years, two periods in my life where it was just too much. And even it was that last bit that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. And I remembered when I just let it out, it was like everything was fine after that. It was well, There was nothing wrong. And right. so I do feel that we are bottling a lot of pain from the past. And sometimes you don't need therapy. Sometimes you just need a big cry and that's, that's going to be enough that's beautiful that's the book i'm working on so i'm a, you know i'm a poet so it's going to be poetry but i'm enjoying that because i think i think women need a good cry i think we do and that's, I, that's so something you know you asked what would i have changed see i wouldn't have known that uh 30 years ago if you had asked me, I would never have known that because 30 years ago we were fighting to change this country, and we didn't. We just weren't going to allow ourselves to cry. We were going to walk across that Selma Bridge. We were going to sit in uh, mm. to break the, uh, you know, the counters down. We were going to do what we had to do. But now, if you look at people my age, we have done so much, and we need to be able to sit down and say, "I did. I did a good job. I did what I had to do. Now I can mm. sit down and cry." And the people who mm. love us, our friends. I have a couple of girlfriends. I'm going today. We we go up to a place called Wintergreen, and we've been going up there about 20 of us, usually sometimes only 15, but there are about 20 of us. And we go up for a weekend, and we just sit and talk to each other. It's so mm -hmm. wonderful that you can sit with your girlfriends. And I'm cooking this time. I'm, I'm, I'm frying chicken because I fry the best chicken. <laughs> and that you can just sit there, and things that bothered you, you can talk about. You can let it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so important that we find a way back to that friendship. 
Mm-hmm. So when I ask you a question like the best vision for yourself and what do you think would make America and the world a better place, would you say it's friendship? I think friendship is in- incredibly, incredibly important. Yeah. But if I could do one thing, you know, speaking of uh, if the heavens came down and said, Nikki, what one thing do you want? That one thing would be to put a, a black woman in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have so much faith in us. I would love to bring my grandmother back, but I know she's not going to leave heaven and come back here and be bothered with us. But <laughs> it would just be so wonderful to to see a black woman, a young black woman, who's going to have a different vision and who's going to be strong enough to say, this is how we change. We're not going to war. We're not going to handle any of these things. I mean, we've done that. I, I would just love mm-hmm. to see that. I really would. I think it would make earth a better earth. Wow, that's very powerful. Nikki Giovanni, it's been our honor and privilege to have you on the air today, and we wish we were with you in Wintergreen, because I think that oh, would be an awesome conversation, but maybe in the next fun. lifetime. Winter, I have to say, uh, and as, uh, we're, we're all intellectuals, and so is yeah. Joanne Gavin and Sonia Sanchez, and it's a bunch of us, and it is more fun. I'm also a good whist player for any of your people who play whist out there, and so <laughs> I, I enjoy it because I usually win at, at whist. My partner are pretty good, so it, it is so much fun to, to spend the week weekend with with a bunch of women just laughing and i would Mm. recommend it to anybody for any reason to put yourself some beer and and a couple of bottles of wine and bring some people you enjoy and just get away and enjoy it that really Mm. means so much Nikki Giovanni, you're the best. Many, many blessings. And we thank you for what you've contributed and what you will be contributing. Thank you so much for inviting me. Mm -hmm. All the best. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. rich content of information, and that's what you get when you speak to someone like Nikki Giovanni. Did you hear all of that? Just the the whole, you know, the wisdom, the experience, the the, the knowledge, the know-how, her coming, she's living her power, she's living who she is, and she's not trying to be anyone else, she's not trying to impress, she's not trying to be too dignified, that she stops enjoying life and just being herself, and so thanks to her for the work that she's done and the contribution. So, wow, she's left us with something to think about, which I've never thought about before. One, put a bunch of um, African women in space. Never thought of that. Put an African young woman in office. Never thought of that. I leave that for you, my friends, our humble listeners, to percolate on. You've been listening to America Meditating Radio. And remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here. We are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. Wow. Take care, everyone. I'm going to end today with beautiful Lucinda and her wonderful music, on just basically we've got a lot to learn. Take care, everyone.
Give me cause. 